Happy Mother's Day. Anyone here in the room relate to any of that stuff, moms? Any of you? Yeah. You know, I've been talking a lot lately uh, about the heart. Uh, actually, every Sunday for over four months now. And the one thing that has become very apparent to me, uh, not only for me, but for us, is um, the things that God are taught. And I know sometimes that's hard to grab. I know it is for me, but they're taught. And they're not necessarily taught always by being in a Bible study or uh, a conference or even here in the sanctuary. I mean, the Word is taught in the Bible study. The Word is taught. And, and I really, I know I keep bringing this up, but I want us to understand something. God wants to teach our hearts, not, our, not just our minds. It's taught. And sometimes life gets rough and sometimes choices have to be made and we try to figure things out and it's hard and it's struggle. And um, I mean, from the day we're born to the day we pass, uh, life is one big change. It just, it is, isn't it? Just when things seem to be going halfway decent, something happens in a relationship or a job lets us go or, I mean, just, I'm telling you, you know what I mean? Life is one big change. But God wants to teach our heart, even in the middle of everything that goes on, that we persevere and we don't give up. We become men and women of integrity. And we do as we say and we grow, we grow and draw nearer to God that he will strengthen us. This is for real. It's, it's not something that we just sit back and, and just say, well, you know, one day, one day that will come to me maybe, that God will be my first and foremost, that I'll seek him first. But that day will never come if we don't allow him to teach our heart. Our mind can be full of a lot of things, right? You can be everything from an a astrophysicist, if that's a word, um, to whatever. I mean, if you will, nothing wrong with digging a ditch, but you understand something that's physical, from physical to mental, but it's all about the heart. I'd rather be next to someone that's digging a ditch with a heart toward God than a physicist that wants to tell me about the universe without God. Is that not true? Come on. God wants to teach our, our hearts. He really, really does. Life is too short to look good. When I was younger, about 16 years old, I very distinctively remember looking in the mirror, 145 pounds, worked out three hours a day, ran three miles, and I'd look in the mirror and I'd go, you look good. Who's ever done that? Oh, come on. Okay, yeah, come on. Let's be honest, man. Come on. And then the older I got, and I mean, nothing about getting older. I'm older, right? I'm getting older. But I look, kept looking in the mirror, and my belly gets bigger, and my face starts something going. You still look good. But then I had to look closer and closer. And before you know it, <laughs> it could bum me out. But then you know what I did? I got saved at age 32. And it took me about a year after my salvation that God started to teach my heart that I had to look harder in the mirror to look good. But you know why? Because I was gazing into my eyes, into my heart, and my heart was looking better and better for the Lord. That's, that's what God wants. So life is too good to, 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 or too short to look good. Let's turn to uh, Proverbs 31, verse 10, starting in verse 10. I'm in New King James. There is New King James uh, kind of scattered around the sanctuary uh, under the 
the chairs. And I'm going to start reading while you're turning there, if that's okay. It's a, a little bit of a read this morning. It says this, Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strength strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hand to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sassage for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her at the gates. Wow. Well, have you know that Miss Trish is every one of those things? That would be hard to rise up to, would it not? I mean, everything that I just read, and I realize some of it is in context to the day. You know, we might not understand some of the meaning of of what is being said. And I'm going to just break that down a little bit this morning. But I did want to point out two things that stood out to me. I love to... um, to read the Word of God like I just did, and then I love to pray and go back and kind of go verse by verse, you know, and look at it and break it down a little bit. So a couple of things caught me before we get going. And the one thing was, look at verse uh, 21. She is not afraid of snow. I didn't know it snowed over there, number one. And we have a lot of snowbirds that come here. So it's kind of interesting. Who's ever not seen snow physically? You've never seen snow. Oh, there's just a couple of you. Let's go. I mean, if there's only a couple of you. Um, so who's lived in snow before? I mean, where you lived, oh, the majority of us. So I'm going to go here for a minute. Those have not seen snow, get on Google Earth on December and just go down and check things out. Listen, snow can be tough. One minute you have none, the next minute you have drifts. And you can't get your car out, so you got to go out with a shovel and shovel yourself out. Snow can be cold. It can be challenging. All of a sudden, when it snows, you might be prepared to have winter clothes and things like that. But the bottom line is, it's still snow, and it's still cold, and it's still messing you up in your life, right? It's snow. So I look at that. She is not afraid of snow for her household. Why? Because she's prepared. And, of course, as I'm looking at this, I'm not this morning uh, just talking about uh, a woman 
or a wife. I'm talking about us as believers. It's about being prepared. It's about allowing God to speak to our heart. Now listen, I could set before you being the most perfect Christian and believer you ever met in your life. I could know the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. If you ask me a question, I could answer every single question you ask to do with the Bible. Not one question will I miss, but I have not heart. It's for not. It really, really is. And so this morning, I want us to grab this. I really want us to grab this. The biggest thing I believe that tries to deceive us is to think the word of God is too much and too big. You understand what I'm saying? There's no way I'll ever learn the entire Bible. There's no way I can memorize scripture. There's no way. And before you know it, a year, five years, 10 years, 20, 30 years go by, and we're still saying the same thing. And, and we, we might go to the Bible studies, and we might come to church, and our mind might receive things. And before you know it, we have answers in our head, but not our heart. And I'm saying the one hope we have is to know Christ in our heart. The one hope we have is allow God to teach our heart his ways. And that's what this Proverbs is talking about. Allowing God to teach us his ways. And does that make life perfect? No. Does that make life without change? No. But don't don't give up. God is speaking to us this morning to say, it's okay. These things that are challenging you, let them grow you. Turn to God, not to other things. Don't think the grass is greener on the other side of the hill. You know what I mean. You, you fight, you fight, you fight, and you just go, well, I just know if I leave or if I do something different, it's going to change. Or, or if I just tell this person off or if I, you know, you know, all the above. But normally, you know, it does not. So I want to encourage us this morning as we go through some of these Proverbs here. Allow God to teach our heart. Doing good, not harm. Anyone here ever harm somebody? I know I, I have. I mean, I, anyone here ever get harmed by somebody? <laughs> yeah. Is that ever going to change? No. It's not going to change. So as it has to do with us and our hearts toward God, we do good. Seriously, we do good. And when we do good, God will honor that and he will bless that. I know this seems simple, but literally we need to be taught this because we have a tendency to want to respond and, and be, be negative or, again, try to control what's trying to change us. And if, we, if you find yourself, as I do at times, <laughs> trying to control what's trying to change you, the only thing that's going to change is you and normally not for the good because you're not going to control other people. I mean, sometimes, I mean, okay, if you're an employer and you have, you have employees, maybe you can try to control them. But how long does that work? It doesn't. Before you know it, you don't have any employees, right? If you have a husband or if you have a wife, if, you have a, if you're engaged to be married, whatever the case may be, if you have a, a youth or a child, you try to control them, how long does it work? But for a small season, and then you're the one that changes. And normally what happens is we become bitter. And angry, 
Why do you think so many children, especially today, become are very angry? It's an academic. Do you know that? Who knows that? Today, we have many, many children very, very angry. You know why? Because we have parents and grandparents or people, just a culture that's trying to control them. Now, here's the whole thing. You might go, well, yeah, but you need to control. I'm not talking about it that way. I'm talking about we're trying to control our children without giving them instruction. And they get very angry and bitter. Why? Because they can't control you back. And they grow up and they become adults that do what? Try to control people. They can't control. Did, did, Did we get that? It's important. And that's where most of our struggles come in life. We just try to control everything and we get nowhere. So we become busy and we start projecting. It's your fault. It's your fault. Who can relate to what I'm saying? Who can, okay, just checking. The virtuous woman or or the virtuous person selects or chooses God's best. How do you know God's best? And again, it's through teach me, God. Teach me what's best. Teach me what to do. Teach me how to respond to you. And how does that happen? Through his word. That's the only way it happens. And through example. It's through example. Alex uh, helped out yesterday. Uh, we uh, Thanks, by the way, everyone that came and, and helped out around the church. And, and Alex, a youth, um, what a great worker. I mean that. Um, but he needs instruction, right? He's a young man, and he needs instruction. But he follows instruction, and he learned yesterday. And, and that, that's how we're taught. That's how, we're, how, how we grow up. And what a great job. It's just awesome. I love to see that. We need to choose God's best. Provides for the needs of the family. Um, most of us would probably say we, we do provide for the needs of our family. What do you do when times get tough? What do you do when it's not so easy to provide? I mean, I'm telling you, we have, we have people in our congregation, uh, which you might say, well, of course, but we do, that, that are really struggling right now. I mean day by day. And I mean for food today. Today. For food, and I just go, man, and we pray and we talk, and that's a struggle. You ever talk to a mom or a dad that, that couldn't provide food for their family? It's not a good place to be. Now, I'm not trying to be a bummer. This is Mother's Day. I'm not trying to be, <laughs> but listen to me. I feel like I can speak these things, especially on Mother's Day. So you know what? Because if you're a mama, you know these things. You know the late nights, the hard work the struggles that come. You know these things. And it can be tough, can't it? And we grow from them, and we need to pass on the best things, the good things, the encouragement to our children, to those that we come in contact, even like to Alex. Alex is a, a, a member of our church. But we all need to pass down to that young man God's best, right? Consider the cost of what is really needed. Who here needs a Cadillac, four-door sedan? Who here? <laughs> Who needs to go to Hawaii for a vacation? About two weeks, yeah. Okay, let's consider these things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's consider, you know, um, I, you know, again, it's something that we already know, but we need to be reminded, what, do, what are the things that God wants? What do we need that are, are things of God? And what are, what, what are the things that we need that are really important? 
Sets about working, staying focused. That's a tough one too. So the virtuous woman or the, the man, the woman of God, needs to set about doing the things that God has for them. And they need to be focused. And they need to search what God has for them in that. It's too easy to fade. It's too easy not to see what God wants. And sure enough, one one sign, if you will, of of maybe not being at this place where you can see what God wants is, again, when you find yourself fading. When you start daydreaming about it, this would be better, that would be better. And I don't know why, it just, it just will be. And you have these daydreams, and you think, and sure enough, throughout life, again, if you're not careful, you'll start following the dreams. I'm not saying your dream, but following these dreams of things are better somewhere else when, in all actuality, you ever, you, you know what I'm saying? You went there. The grass was not greener. And matter of fact, what you learned is you probably should have stayed put where you're at because at least you had a paycheck or whatever the case may be, you know? Sees and discerns what God is doing. That's my question about last week. I continue to challenge us to wake up and go, God, what are you doing around me? What are you doing around me? What are you doing around me? Where are you at work? We're so, so busy about wanting God to get in on what we're doing. Kind of like, you know, God bless me if you can. Well, they don't sound critical. I don't, I don't, don't mean it to sound critical. But if we're not careful, it'll become more about us than it is about what God wants to do through us. And we need to look and we need to pray, God, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And get in on it. Car, uh, cars. Well, there's the car I was talking about right there. I didn't have Miss Trish proofread this, but cars cares for the poor and the needy. You have a heart that, that desires when you see someone that is in need to help. To pray for them. And not just to, uh, if you will, throw them a dollar. But to actually stop and say, you know, what are your needs? What's really happening in your life? How's it going? And sometimes you'll find people really just, they just want to be where they're at. But sometimes you'll hear, you'll hear and you'll see the reality. They need more than just a dollar. They need, they need someone to care and to pray for them. To reach out to them. Speaks wisdom to others. That's, that's, that's a, a man and a woman of integrity right there. That we'll take the time to speak wisdom. We'll take that deep breath to, to allow others to see that God is working in our life. And how he's working. Watch us out for yourself and your family. How do you watch out for your family and yourself? Exactly. I love it. I don't know if that was an amen or move on. I don't know. <laughs> I love That's great. How do, how do you watch out your, for your family? Um, this is a toughie. But, you know, I got I to gotta watch out and, and granny for our grandson. When they're, grandsons, when they're with us, what they watch, what we say. We got to watch out for our families. You know, as at least as far as it has to do with us, that we show them the way to God, that they see an example in our life of a heart of God. I mean, we can say, you know, pray before you eat, but then not pray. You know, we need to be. We this is this is a big one. It's a, it's a man and a woman of integrity that says, "I want to I want to show you what God is doing 
in my life. And I also want to point you to the way that God that would be pleasing to God and what you see and what you hear. And also, I want to watch out for you when someone tries to come into your life that could hurt you and you you don't see it. A person who fears the Lord is to be praised. And the bottom line is, in Proverbs, what's going on here is when we are men and women of integrity and we are doing these things that are seeking God and his wisdom and allowing him to teach our, our heart, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, most of these things in life get an answer. And you don't have to just run off and try to find one. God will give it to us. And he'll give us a peace and a direction. Go back right here for a minute. Go to verse uh, 30 in Proverbs 31, 30. It says this. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman or man who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Now, you know what this is saying? It's saying just kind of like what I was talking about, looking in the mirror. You know, there's there's probably a point in time that most of us looked in the mirror and thought we looked pretty good. And I'm not talking just about physically. I'm just I'm talking about emotionally, mentally, in our mind, in our heart. We thought, that's pretty good. And I know uh, as a young man, there was times that I, I looked in the mirror and I, I didn't like what I saw. I, I thought I looked ugly. I thought I had knobby knees. I didn't want to go to gym. You know what I mean there too. But the whole point is, life is too short to care about how we look on the outside. And we're, the word is telling us charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. This is true on the outside. But on the inside of us is for eternity where God works in us and he builds us up and he strengthens us and he makes us a man and woman of integrity. Let me tell you something. I believe with all of my heart, God will bless us. He'll bless us. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. God will bless Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Now, here, here, watch. This is where I'm going to close this out here. Now, watch. Y'all listening? Grab, grab this. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. A godly woman, a godly mom, a godly man only happens when it's intentional. And when we're intentional about growing in the things of God, listen to me. I I say listen to me, listen to God. When we're intentional with these things, his word tells me he will grow me up. He will bless me. For the things that I do are the things I become in him and are the ways and places God can bless me. Otherwise, it's hard to come by. Does that, does that summary make sense? Galatians 6 says, listen up. Well, it doesn't say that. That's a paraphrase. But listen up. We will reap what we sow. 
And we keep thinking we can reap wrongly and so greatly. We keep thinking that we don't have to necessarily do these things, but they'll happen. That's insanity. They won't just happen. The end of that scripture in verse 31 says that they come by engaging God and doing what pleases him. That's it. They don't come any other way. So I do want to, like, wrap up our service this morning, though. Moms, I mean, I've been thinking about you. Moms that are moms now, you that have had moms, maybe that are past, you that will be moms, for all the women that are here today, I want us to spend a couple minutes in a special prayer. Sears. This is a day that's set aside in our culture for Mother's Day. Trish wants to go to Manny's. I told her it's too busy, but whatever she wants, she'll get today. Well, I don't know. It depends on what she wants. But, uh, <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> uh, if the hour's too late at Manny's, or the, if the wait is two hours at Manny's, I might just drop her off and. Go to, go to Lowell's or something. She can call me. When... But I do want to pray for moms today. And um, I do have a, a short video I would like for us to watch. And it's a tribute to moms. And afterward, a prayer for, for women and moms today as a, as a body. Amen. I know slowly but surely, I, you guys must feel sometimes I put you on the spot when I ask you to raise your hand or to pray. And, um, but I'm going to continue to do that because when there's action to our hearts, then there's action to what God is teaching us in our hearts. So don't ever feel put on the spot when if I ask you to come forward and pray or I'll say if you've asked Jesus to be your Savior to raise your hand. And all, I, all I'm doing is helping to equip us to put what God is putting in our heart and express it. That's what I'm doing. So don't let it freak you out. Or And I, I mean that. You know, I understand, though, at the same time. So with that said, you know I'm setting it up. If you're a mom and you're here today and, you know, you, you say, you know what, this is Mother's Day. Uh, but, you know, I, I got to tell you, I, I need prayer. I, I, I'm I'm struggling. And it doesn't matter what it is, you guys. We're, we're a body. If we can't pray for one another, we're in trouble. And, but, if, but really, I want to take just a moment. If there's anyone here 
as, and I won't put you right up here. I'll just ask you to come and sit and, and, and have the elders pray with you and pray over you and some of the women. And uh, seriously, you know, if God's trying to teach your heart and you're just trying to seek him and you just go, God, I, you know what? This is a safe place for me to ask people, pray for me. I, I want you to speak to my heart. I want, I want your answers. I don't want that time to go by. I mean, today's that day. If, so if, there, if you're a woman and, and you would like the body to pray with you, I'm, I'm going to invite you to come up and just sit right here so that you don't feel strange standing. But is there anyone that would like for us to pray for you for discernment and wisdom? And, and just have a seat and we'll, we'll, we'll pray. Is there anyone else? God wants to teach our heart and stir our hearts and give us answers. They're there to be found by his glory. They're there to be seen. But we must respond. We must act. It's like Proverbs is saying in that last verse when Proverbs says, it's through the action of what the women did where they allowed God to work in their life and they responded. So I don't know what you need prayer for, and I don't even want you to speak it this morning. Sometimes I would ask that you would, but not this morning, because you and God know. And all, all we're going to do is we're going to pray and, and allow God to speak to you. And then if God speaks, if, you're, if you allow him to, he will if you allow him to. Do what he says is okay. I mean, as long as it lines up with Scripture, do what he says. If it's something he says, let go, it's time to let go, let go. If he says it's time to, to take on, then take on whatever he might say, okay? Okay, can I ask, um, yes? Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Praise God. I think, could you guys hear Miss Phyllis? Could I ask uh, a woman, any woman that would like to come up and pray first? Would you come up and and we're going to pray? You don't need to pray out loud. I just want you to gather around. The Bible talks about laying the hands. The Bible speaks of the faith of those that would believe. And so, uh, is everyone okay if if the the ladies uh, put a hand on you? Is that okay? All right, so if you ladies would just put a hand on. Can I ask, can I ask um, the, uh, it, uh, any ordained men to come up? Or even if you're, if, like Robert, if you want to come or whatever, but if you'll come up. We're claiming this morning. Yes, we are. God says he will hear our prayers that if we will humble ourselves and pray, if we will seek his face, he will hear us. 
He will respond to us. And he will. He will. He will. Just circle right here, guys. Father God, we thank you for your love and your grace. And Lord, I know, I don't I almost don't even want to say it, but I know it seems like times like this can seem a little awkward, but they're not. In your word, you say that we're to pray for one another. We're, we're to lay hands on one another. That we would confess our sins to one another. That we might pray and that we might be healed. That we might be healed physically, that we might be healed emotionally. Lord, spiritually. And Father God, I praise your name for those that would put to feet and believe by faith that your body, this body of Christ, can circle up and by faith lay hands on these ladies. And Lord, it has, has nothing to do with our action except for obedience. It has nothing to do with who we are except for who you tell us to be. To come alongside our sisters and to lift them up, and to believe by prayer and by faith in the name of Jesus that you will speak to their hearts, that you will give them direction, that you will give them guidance. And whatever it is they seek this morning, Father, you know. It's so awesome. You know. You know their hearts. You know their needs. You know you know if the, the, the ones that need to let go of the past. You know the ones that are hurting. You know, the ones that are praising your name, but just don't know the direction. They just, they're unclear. So, Father, we're claiming first that forgiveness would prevail. That wherever unforgiveness holds true with these ladies or anyone in this room, by your name and by your grace and by your empowerment, that you will give to us your word that says to forgive. To forgive and to press on, to grab a hold of what you have given us. Press on. It's okay. Release. Let go. Give it to you. And for those that are seeking healing, it might be emotionally, it might be physically, Lord, I pray, we pray and claim in your name, in Jesus' name, that you would bring healing to your glory, that a testimony on our lips from these ladies, from our people, from your people, and this congregation would arise and call you blessed. And for those seeking the future, whether it's in relationships now, to come, whatever the case may be, may it be so. May you bless these today. May you bless those we lay hands on and we're claiming victory for them, for your goodness, for your namesake. We love you, Jesus. Father God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here, thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you for responding. And now, Father, I'm claiming that those that have heard and those the hands have touched, your hands have touched, that they will respond. They'll be obedient to do as you say. Maybe they need to seek counsel for, for clarity. Maybe they, they seek your word and understanding. Whatever the case may be, that they will move if they have not already. We love you. We love you. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. We're going to receive our offering this morning. If I could have um, the ushers come forward.
when we receive an offering, I mean, I know most of us have been in church like many times. Uh, I praise God. Remember David Eldridge, most of you have heard. He took me to McDonald's and taught me to tithe with a small bag of French fries and coffee I never drank. It's crazy. But he taught me. See, he taught me. He taught me to give, no matter how small. Just to give, it's okay. And so as we receive, what do we receive? We receive unto God. That we give unto his work, his kingdom work. We thank him. Father, we thank you for just the opportunity to, to give, Lord. To give from our heart. Lord, to give unto your work, to your kingdom. Father, for your ministry, we love you and we praise you. To your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent, John seventeen three, And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, John 14, 6. I, I know, I just read, I love it. I'm so serious, I love it. A little aurora comes in, waving. This is awesome. Um, I am going to ask this question before we we close officially today. Um, If there's anyone here that you feel on your heart God is leading you or or bringing you to a place where you know you're in need of, of Christ as your Savior, you know that you are not a born again believer. You you've heard the gospel that Jesus died on a cross, he was crucified, he was buried, he rose again. You you know what we call the gospel, the Bible calls the gospel. You know that, that there's something in your heart that God's saying it's true. And you know that this morning you're going, you know what? Th- this morning's the day I'm to pray or I'm to ask him and to receive him, to re- repent and believe. So I know sometimes I pray, I ask you to raise your hand, but I just real quickly, I, I'm just going to say, if there's anyone that you would say, Pastor Tony, pause and pray for for this morning's my morning to receive Christ as my Savior. I, I'm going to do so. Is if there's just raise your hand for a moment. If there's anyone that would say today's the morning that I'm I'm going to receive Christ as my Savior. Is there anyone? Okay. Okay. All right. So one last announcement. And then we're going to Manny's. I mean, um, then.